Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you all enjoying today's suite, if not, what the hell ever. So, this one was about five years in the making. Finally, time to talk about WWF Mayhem in a Manchester. I, oh boy, why did I watch this? Why? So, to give a little bit of backstory, this show happened on April 4, 1998, when the WWF had a live show known as Mayhem in Manchester that took place in May- Manchester, England, which was six days after WrestleMania 14. The show had over 19,000 people in attendance, it was put on VHS, and there was a major problem there. This VHS tape is about 60 minutes long for a show for that has eight matches in there, and the combined total time according to Cage Match when I add all the match times up, not including entrances, is about one hour, 54 minutes, and 56 seconds. So nearly two hours of in-ring stuff somehow completely condensed into a one-hour VHS tape. There are also some other issues I want to bring up as we go along right before I get into the contents of the tape. First of all, out of all eight matches, and I've got this because I got the tape right in front of me, out of all eight matches, the only match that happened on this show that was not listed on the back of the tape saying that it actually happened was Jeff Jarrett versus Brackus. Uh, the, on Cage Match, and also apparently according to the a certain tag team match that I'll get into, DOA versus Godwins on the back of the VHS tape says this is a country whipping match. So it's pretty much like a tag team strap match, only without people getting tied, just people whipping each other. But that wasn't mentioned anywhere in the match itself. And on the back of the VHS tape, I noticed this by the time I'm like watching this, they have a typo on here. As people know, before The Rock became The Rock, he's known as Rocky Maivia, or The Rock Rocky Maivia. Problem is, on the back of the tape, they misspelled it because they spell it for his last name being M-I-A-V-I-A. It's supposed to be M-A-I-V-I-A, so it's supposed to be Maivia, not Miavia. So I saw that, I'm just like, who the hell is Rocky Miavia? So, let's get into what this tape has got, because there are also some issues here too! Oh boy. So the tape starts with the WWF home video intro and the usual spazzing intro, you know. And Michael Hole is doing voiceover for the footage for showing some superstars boarding a bus. But then he royally screws up with a couple tidbits that we got here. Now, during this next part, like, they're trying to talk about past big events that have happened here in the UK. The problem is the first bit of footage that he shows is The Undertaker's hearse entrance from SummerSlam 1992 when they were in Wembley Arena. And Michael Cole says, SummerSlam 1991. Wrong. SummerSlam 91 was in New York inside Madison Square Garden. 92 was what you're supposed to be talking about. Then, and he's still talking about Wembley, so he screws it all up. Then you have a bit of an error in terms of dates. He talks about one night only, which was in, which he says was in the summer of 1997. That show was in October of 1997, which isn't during the summer. By that point, it's the fall. Okay? Because I remember this happened between uh, Ground Zero and Bad Blood. So, get that right. Now, we get some clips to kind of hype things up from the show, including Undertaker Kane, Triple H Stone Cold, and even some stuff involving tag team action, and even stuff with Luna. So, let's get underway. First up, the tape finally gets underway after three minutes, and they got Pyro going off in the ring, and Jeff Jarrett is taking on Brackus. 
What action do we? Yeah, well, you got Brackets giving a hip toss to Jeff Jarrett out of the corner. Jarrett getting a sleeper on Brackets, and then Brackets is doing a comeback with Javal's two clotheslines and a military press slam. Then whatever Brackets was about to use as a finisher, it looked like he was going to set up for like a back suplex. But then Jarrett somehow stops that by doing nothing, and then puts the figure out for leg lock for the win. In what was essentially, according to Cage, I'm going to, these times I'm going based on Cage match. It says it was 7 minutes, 38 seconds. It was far, 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 far shorter than that from what we got in the stake. It felt more like no more than a minute. Second match, the Godwins versus DOA being Skull and 8-Ball. Now, as I mentioned, the back of the VHS tape says this was a country whipping match, but that wasn't the case at all. Because DOA, they're doing twin magic, and Henry Godwin, behind the referee's back, uses his strap as a weapon. Okay. Then you silly skip to the finish where... Whatever member of it is a DOA, I can't tell Skull or 8-Ball apart. They you One of them uses a strap on one of the Godwins, and the referee just allows it, as noted on commentary by Kevin Kelly, so that means this isn't a country whipping match. It's just a standard tag match where the referee is just being lenient with the rules, and then suddenly you get the slop drop, which is a reverse DDT, and the match is over at 13.45. So, like I said, the VHS tape says it's a country whipping match, but yeah, Kevin Kelly's commentary indicates otherwise, so I count that as false advertising. Third match, we're getting Bradshaw versus Mark Merrow. Sable gets sent to the back, and what offense do we get? Well, Bradshaw gets a back elbow and a big boot on Merrow, and at this point, it's marvelous Mark Merrow. Bradshaw avoids the TKO, and instead gets a clothesline from hell on Merrow to win in 10-17. I think this footage was actually shorter than what we saw for Brackus versus... Jeff Jarrett in the opening match. <sighs> Fourth match. Now we get a tag match. Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart versus The Rock and D'Lo Brown. The on-screen graphic here actually spells Rocky Maivia's name correctly. Because instead of saying The Rock, it says Rocky Maivia and D'Lo Brown. And like I said, they got the last name correctly spelled. Unlike the back of the VHS cover. So... Shamrock, right at the beginning, this is odd, he has no issue taking a fan sign holding up the ring that says, Rocky sucks Val Venus. Which is weird to see because the Val Venus vignettes only started airing earlier that week on Raw. Like I said, this was six days after WrestleMania. The night after WrestleMania on Raw was when the first vignette aired. So that's pretty weird to see a sign like that that soon. And Kevin Kelly mentions on commentary, oh, The Rock's got a mic. But then they skip right to the action, so why'd you mention that he's got a mic if you're not going to show him cutting a promo? So D'Lo, he's wanting to fight, wrestle Shamrock. He's like, hey, come on, let's wrestle! But he's taking a striking barrage by Shamrock. Owen gets tagged in. Owen works on D'Lo, and this, is the mo this footage is already the most action that we see. Like, I thought when I was watching this that we would actually see the full match. And at one point, Shamrock, he's got like a front headlock of sorts on D'Lo and is waving his arm around. And The Rock's got his arm around. It's like, bring it to me, you dumbass. And then it seemed like he was going to try to get himself tagged in, but The Rock pulls his hand away because he doesn't want to fight Shamrock just yet. But then The Rock soon tags in. And he wants nothing to do with Shamrock, so they brawl to the outside into the aisleway, and Shamrock throws Rock in and out from across the guardrail. The Rock, the second time, when he's going back into the aisleway, he has to jump on his own accord because he's going in slow motion. Hey. Then, like, D like they bring the action back. Deal's tagged in. Deal works on Owen after a cheap shot by The Rock. And then all of a sudden, they do, like, show footage of the crowd. And then all of a sudden, we're back to the in reaction to show Shamrock taking on Deal. So, where did Owen get a comeback? When did he tag Shamrock back in? 
So, I, like I said, I thought they showed the full match, and then out of nowhere, Shamrock gets like a Frankensteiner, armbar takedown on D'Lo, ankle lock submission. Six minutes, 19 seconds. Like I said, this was like the most action we had seen so far. Fifth match, Cactus Jack versus the artist formerly known as Goldust, a.k.a. Asshole. So, the action is just all over the place. Like, it seemed like Cactus Jack was working heel on this one, even though he was a babyface and Goldust was a heel, because remember, you kind of have blackface. At one point, Goldust tries a sunset flip from the apron into the ring. Then they show Luna pounding on the apron just to then do a jump cut of Cactus Jacking and, like, a neck crank on Goldust. So, like I said, the editing is all over the place just to condense into a one-hour tape. Either add more tape, please, to fit the full show on here, or put it into two VHS tapes. Because you can get full movies onto one VHS tape, so why can't you do this with this wrestling show? So, let's see. I want to try to skip through some of the notes that I put in here, because this is just ridiculous. Because they keep showing Luna to cover up oddities within the tape to cover up who is and is not in control. Cactus, at one point, he gets a double arm DDT near the ropes, and then Luna grabs Goldust and pulls him out of the ring. And then they repeat the Warrior Rude finish from WrestleMania 5, where Cactus is trying to suplex Goldust into the ring. Luna trips up Cactus Jack. Cross... Goldust gets cover on Cactus, while Luna holds down Cactus Jack's leg, and Goldust wins. Then Luna gets in the ring, she jumps on Cactus's back, and then Sable runs in for a cat fight. Mark Merrill gets involved, and Merrill and Goldust are trying to keep the women apart, but that doesn't really work that best. Sable grabs a mic, and she tells Luna, Get your ass back in here, you bitch! Get back in here, I'm not done kicking your ass! But then Mark Merrill's in the way, getting in his face as, like, Luna's just walking away, Meryl's just like, knock it off, you bitch. And then she shoves Mark Merrill on his ass before then just walking away. So she forgets Luna and is just like, hey, Mark, fuck you. Boom, shove him. Garbage. Now the sixth match. You get a tag team title match. LOD 2000 versus the tag team champions, the New Age Outlaws. This seems kind of promising, especially in the backstory. So Animal and Billy are fighting off the start, and Billy tries to leapfrog, and in midair gets caught by Animal, who drops him into a powerbomb. I like that. Now, it, out of nowhere, then it's suddenly Hawk and Road Dog in the action. And Road Dog, I I know Jim Cornette mentioned this spot where like the heels do the cowardly thing where they run in fear, like crawling on their knees to their partner and hugging their waist. Well, Road Dog does that to Billy, who's on the apron. But then Hawk takes Road Dog's head and drives it into Billy Gunn's crotch to knock him off the apron. Like, ah, ah. Billy Gunn tries complaining to the ref, which doesn't work. And a bit later, Billy is trying to go for a suplex to Hawk. Then, out of nowhere, they jump cut to Animal being the legal man. So, again, these jump cuts are just annoying as fuck. I get it, it's 98, but come on! We've seen better editing than that five years prior when they were in the new generation era. Now, you get to the end. Billy tags in, takes a drag, either the dragon screw or dragon whip, whatever one it is where, like, their leg gets twisted. I'm trying not to confuse it with one of Sheldon Benjamin's old finishers. And then he tags right back out. And then Hawk is suddenly legal. They set up the Doomsday device in the match, I think, to Road Dog. And then China runs in, low blow to Animal, DQ finish in less than 13 minutes. God damn it. Match number seven. The semi-main event, surprisingly, Stone Cold Steve Austin defending the WWF Championship against Triple H, who is the European champion. And this is 33 minutes into the tape. We still got about another 25 minutes to go. So Stone Cold, he... Does a mix between heel and face antics when he pokes Triple H in the eye. Triple H decides to shove him and flip him the bird, which Stone Cold retaliates with right hands. You don't flip off the Texas rattlesnake. 
And early on, he's getting the Th Austin's getting the Thez press and the running elbow to Triple H. And Triple H stops the stunner by escaping the ring, so they brawl on the outside. Nice. Triple H, he gets a Harley, that Harley race running high knee and starts working on Stone Cold leg. Some of the offense, it feels like at first he's channeling his inner Bret Hart. It's like some of the leg out work offense. And then once Stone Cold gets out of the ring, China clubs him, like behind the referee's back with a forearm to the face to knock him on the floor. And then Triple H channels his inner Ric Flair by doing a shin breaker and figure for a leg lock. Now this was the part I never knew happened. So when Triple H had the figure for a leg lock, he was doing that whole technique where he grabs the top rope and starts pulling down on it to add leverage to the hold behind the referee's back. Then when he lets go of the hold, he, the referee turns around and sees the rope shaking. He's like, hey, are you shaking, using the ropes? And Triple H is like, you can audibly hear Triple H say, fuck no. And then Kyoto's still getting out of his case and he tells Kyoto to quote, fuck off. So, even this early in the Attitude Era, you hear the word fuck being brought up twice within the course of maybe 10 seconds. Audibly, because the camera was right there. So, they'll edit out, like, edit a bunch of shit in this video to make it look like shit, but they won't censor out the word fuck? I don't get it. So, Stone Cold gets out of the figure, reverses the figure for a leg lock like he gets on his stomach, and when he gets to the ropes, ref is focusing on Triple H, and China chokes Austin on the ropes. Both men take each other down, double down clothesline, and... Triple H distracts referees, they both get up at 9, and once again, China gets involved with a forearm from the outside. So, then you get to the finish. Triple H goes up top, flying nothing, and Stone Cold gets come back with many clotheslines, and even that leg rope, like, leg lariat, where he's got the opponent draped over the ropes and jumps on their back. China distracts referee as Triple H is about to go for a pedigree, which, this is kind of weird. Stone Cold reverses the pedigree attempt into a catapult into the referee, so it's weird that China is distracting the referee, which is costing Triple H there. Then, like, Triple H is holding Stone Cold back, and China gets in the ring, she's like, all right, I'm going to interfere. Triple Stone Cold recovers enough to lowball Trible Triple H, stunner to China, stunner to Triple H, and then the referee wakes up and counts the pin, so Stone Cold retains the title in 29-13. Christ! So at this point now, this was like 15 minutes of action, so like half the match is cut down. And then you get to the main event. The Undertaker versus Kane with around 8 minutes left on the tape. Kane shoots off the pyro, which goes high. And The Undertaker, right during his entrance, he's brawling with both the New Age Outlaws and Triple H because X-Pac was not in this show. And he's wearing street clothes because I think, from what I heard, he like something happened with his luggage. So he had to wear street clothes, so not the best look for him. And Kane is just dominating this match from the get-go. And I thought at times Undertaker actually looked like Midian based on the different camera angles. So then Undertaker, he's going on offense. He gets right hands. Big boot out of the corner. Suddenly gets choke slam, And then one single tombstone pile driver gets the win. Eight minutes of this, about seven to eight minutes of this. And yet according to cage match, this match went 21 minutes, 32 seconds. And all we saw from Undertaker, like I said, were right hands, a big boot out of the corner, with choke slam and one tombstone pile driver to beat his brother. Get it took three to beat him at WrestleMania? And then under, post-match Undertaker takes out both Paul Bearer and Kane in the last two and a half minutes before then posing in the ring. <sighs> and that's how it ends. Oh my god. Now the weird thing is, I couldn't remember where I bought this tape from. I didn't remember if it was Amazon or eBay, but right after I checked Amazon, and sure enough, I actually didn't realize this, I bought this tape from a third-party seller through Amazon back in July of 2018, and it cost me almost $8.
That tape looks too many when you think of the value of this tape. It was edited like shit. Like I said, half of the show you miss because of this. If you can get a full-length movie on a VHS tape back in the day, why can't you do this with this show? Like, this show, this was just a house show that was totally butchered and feels like a total waste. And the back of the tape, at the bottom, it says, Caution, this tape contains entertaining backstage footage. Watch at your own risk. The only quote-unquote backstage footage was the mentioned stuff early at the beginning about the superstars trying to board on a bus and maybe some stuff showing fans, like, outside. That's it! You call that entertaining backstage stuff? Like, this was horseshit. Overall, if you guys have never seen this tape, please do not seek it out. It's not worth a single penny, period. Like, I wish the company would, at least on the network or Peacock right about now, at least if you've got to still the full footage of these shows, because, like, I know they tape a lot of these shows. Like, they do so, like, with house shows and stuff like that time to time. If they have the full footage of this entire show, please upload it for us to see. Because then it'll at least be redeeming compared to this Garbage VHS tape. Okay? Like I said, it's not worth the 8 bucks that I spent 5 years ago. And to think, it took me 5 years to watch it, and I regret it. So anyway, let me know in the comments section below. Has any of, have any of you seen this Mayhem in Manchester VHS tape? If so, let me know what you thought about it in the comments section below. If you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast, folks, please remember, leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out and good day, everybody. I hate this tape.